Breaking news from KXAN News. And KXAN is tracking several breaking stories at this hour. Georgetown police need your help finding a man they say tried to kidnap a nine-year-old girl from her home about two weeks ago. They say on September 18th, around 11 a.m., the man knocked on the door of a home on Northwest Boulevard. The girl answered, and he reportedly grabbed her and took her away. Now, police say he released her and then ran into a wooded area near Northwest Boulevard and Lakeway Drive. Now, here is a sketch of the man police gave us today. They're describing him as a man with dark skin, a large build around six feet tall. They say he has some kind of tattoo on his arm. If you have any information, please contact Georgetown Police. Also breaking news tonight, the Austin Police Department needs help finding a suspected road rage killer. Saturday night, they found a body in a car near I-35 Frontage Road near Rundberg Lane. Today, police revealed that victim, 46-year-old Teresa Ferguson, while on her drive home, got into a minor crash. She apparently pulled over after that crash and called a friend, but the call went dead. And that's when officers arrived later and they found Ferguson had been shot. So it's really, really important that, that we find this person and it's key to us to have any piece of information that's available out there. Investigators believe a gray four-door sedan is involved. If you know anything, you are asked to call police. The Office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. Our other breaking story, the votes are in and the House of Representatives has voted to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. This effort was brought on by a small faction of his own party. They're accusing McCarthy of breaking promises to Republicans by working with Democrats to stave off a government shutdown and making a secret side deal on Ukraine funding. After a two-hour closed-door meeting, House Democratic leadership signaled earlier that they would not be stepping in to save McCarthy's job. In the chaos, in the dysfunction, in the extremism, we are ready, willing, and able to work together with our Republican colleagues, but it is on them to join us to move the Congress and the country forward. At the end of the day, if you throw a speaker out, that has 99% of their conference that kept government open and paid the troops, I think we're in a really bad place for how we're going to run Congress. And of course, much more on this coming up on NBC Nightly News after this newscast. Well, there are nearly 80 ways the city of Austin can better serve you during natural disasters. That's according to a new after action report dropped today, which looked at the historic ice storm from earlier this year. Well, KXAN's Grace Reader sat down with Mayor Kirk Watson to ask what's going to be different next time. City of Austin officials were in front of our cameras every day during the historic ice storm earlier this year. Pace of restoration. Very challenging at unprecedented levels. But for many Austinites, it was not enough. And frustrations boiled over. Their answer is all, oh, we let down the people of Austin and our thoughts and prayers to you, but that's just do your job. That's the focus of an after action report released Tuesday. It laid out 78 ways the city could do its job. Better, a major one. Communication. We've now seen oh it at the top of two after action reports. What's going to be done? I stood up uh, at a press conference real early in that process because I was so upset about the lack of communication. 
including, by the way, the lack of communication with the mayor. Mayor Watson says they've already taken big steps there, including hiring a new director of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. That person has hired and trained more folks on how to handle these situations. The mayor also notes they've shaken things up in terms of management as promised and says that's a major factor. We brought in uh, Jesus Garza as an interim city manager, and, and the council and I expressly said please get your arms around this and start making the changes that need to be made. As for frustrated Austinites, the mayor says he hears you loud and clear. I pulled a quote today from a man that we talked to in February, and I, I want to read it to you. He said, in the essence, uh, they're telling us that they let us down, but do your job. People have been waiting for this report, but they want action at the end of the day. Right. Are they going to get it? Well, they're already getting it. That quote sums it up pretty well, right? It's, it's one thing to own a failure, but it, the real test is whether or not you fix it, and we're in the process of fixing it. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Now, when this winter storm happened, Mayor Kirk Watson had only been in that role for about a month. And as for what happens next, well, the city will come out with a corrective action plan, which is expected to be done by the end of the year. The city will then track its progress using that plan. And going in depth on this, the report also found the storm was responsible for more than 170,000 tons of storm debris. That's enough to fill Q2 Stadium more than four times. The storm also resulted in about 0.71 inches of freezing rain and ice accumulation. That is the most in the city's history. You know, we shudder watching that video, not only because it just looks cold, but because we all remember what it was like to go without power and such. So more to come on that. For now, we're experiencing changes, but nothing like oh. that. We do not have to worry about anything like that anytime soon. Not on the near horizon. At the worst of that storm, more than one in four Austin Energy customers, you remember, mm -hmm. were without power today. Yeah. How about record heat instead? 97 degrees at Austin Bergstrom, beating the record of 96 set most recently just a few years ago in 2019. Abnormally hot weather continues this evening, but it's not going to last forever. 94 right now with no rain in sight on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam in Westlake. As warm as 94 right now in Marble Falls, 88 in Giddings. Overall, these temperatures are nearly 10 degrees hotter than we would expect this time of the year. The radar is still bone dry from west to east, just a slight chance of a shower or storm this evening, but I'll show you when we now have a guarantee of rain and when the cooler weather arrives next in your forecast. It looks like you got a pipe on him. He's got blood all over him. He's carrying a pipe. Another top story tonight, a man died while in police custody early this morning. Investigators say they used a stun gun on that man to calm what they called an escalating situation. They found that man blood-soaked walking along 183 near Research Boulevard. Now, police radio transmissions obtained by KXAN help explain what happened. Our Jayla Washington shares more on how this man died in police custody and looks, in, looks it into other in-custody deaths over the years. Any units available to switch to Adam for a pedestrian on high-speed roadway. 12028 Research Boulevard. Police say they got multiple 911 calls. People calling about a shirtless man walking on the busy 183 highway. Looks like you've got a pipe on him. He's got blood all over him. He's carrying a pipe. I think that is seriously crazy. Yeah. 183 is crazy all the time. It's always traffic. So the fact that there was somebody on the highway and, you know, that, that whole situation went down. We could have been on the highway. 
at that, at that time. People who live in the area were shocked to hear what happened. APD says when they got out here around 3 Tuesday morning, just in front of Research Park Plaza, they saw the man seriously hurting himself with what they described as a metal object. And when they approached him, they attempted to make verbal contact with the male and de-escalate the situation. The male was not responsive to the officer's requests. In order to prevent further injury, one of our officers deployed his department-issued taser, and it was effective. From there, the man was taken to the hospital where he later died. Any loss of life is a tragedy. According to the Texas Justice Initiative, over nearly the past couple decades, APD has had less than 50 in-custody deaths after or during an arrest. In comparison, the Travis County Sheriff's Office has had five. As investigators take photos, crews cleaning up debris, many questions for now still unanswered. Um, I would really love to just know, was there anything, you know, mental health related? Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And APD is now conducting two separate investigations, a criminal one and an internal investigation. Going in depth, an autopsy report out this past summer reveals a North Carolina man died from sudden cardiac arrest after police used stun guns on him. It happened in February. This video may be difficult for some to watch. The medical examiner report also found the death of 32-year-old Daryl Tyree Williams was related to cardiac arrest along with cocaine intoxication and physical exertion and restraint to name a few of the things. It was labeled a homicide. Raleigh police have said they were trying to arrest him after they found a folded dollar bill with white powder in his pocket. Williams can be heard in body camera videos protesting that he didn't do anything and warning that he had a heart problem. Put your hands behind your back. Right Medical records show he had a history of an unspecified irregular heartbeat. The first parents of a school shooter to be charged. Why judges denied their appeal to drop the charges. And the CDC is working to lower sexually transmitted infection rates. The antibiotic it's hoping to prescribe to prevent infections. The parents of high school shooter Ethan Crumbly will face involuntary manslaughter charges after the Michigan State Supreme Court denied their appeal to have their charges thrown out. James and Jennifer Crumbly are accused of neglecting their son, buying him the gun used in the shooting, and failing to take steps that could have prevented the massacre that left four students dead. Now, this charge is a felony in Michigan and carries a punishment of up to 15 years in prison. The Crumbleys are the first parents of a mass school shooter to face charges in connection to the shooting. Medical professionals are considering prescribing a new antibiotic to prevent sexually transmitted diseases, according to recommendations from the CDC. The CDC says STI rates have reached record highs with no indication of slowing down. There was a slight decrease in chlamydia cases from 2017 to 2021, but the CDC says that was a reflection of fewer people getting screened during the pandemic not a reduction in new infections. The CDC says using doxycycline post-exposure can be effective in preventing bacterial STIs in populations with higher rates of infections, such as men who have sex with men and transgender women. The study shows men who take up to 200 milligrams of the drug between one and three days after unprotected sex were 65% less likely to test positive for a bacterial STI than those who were not taking the medication. Our digital reporter Sam Stark looks into how else this antibiotic is used and what the next steps are under this story at KXAN.com.
All right, well, Austin is going to be one busy city this weekend where ACL festival goers are coming from and how to navigate the city this weekend, whether you're going or not. And so far, no measurable rain today. That's nine straight days in Austin that we've remained dry. But coming up, I'll have the timeline of heavy rain and much cooler temperatures in your forecast. Well, we're only a few days away from the first day of Austin City Limits. Thousands and thousands of people will attend the music festival. I can already feel the energy, <laughs> but not all of them are locals. In fact, most people are from Texas. An Airbnb study shows that most people going to the festival hail from Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, or San Antonio. But Denver, Seattle, New York City, Chicago, and San Diego are the cities Airbnb sees the most out-of-state festival goers from. Now you can see where else people are traveling in from with this map at KXIN.com. And Airbnb says last year ACL brought over over $10 million in revenue to hosts in Austin, generated by about 20,000 guests. The festival also brought in more than $400 million to the Austin economy. Now, since 2006, ACL has generated about $3 billion for the local economy. Logistically, what do you need to know about getting to and from the festival? Well, ACL will provide a free shuttle service running to and from Zilker Park. They're going to have boarding at Republic Square Park. Riders will be dropped off at the entrance to the festival and can take the free shuttle back to Republic Square each evening. You can also use the Ann and Roy Butler hike and bike trail to get to the festival. Just remember that motorized vehicles are not allowed on the trails. Okay, good to know. And a handful of roads will be closed for the festival. This map shows the list of roads that will be blocked off when they close and for how long, as well as rideshare drop-off and pickup areas. So you can find all the info on the festival, as well as what to bring and what not to bring to ACL at KXAN.com. And I'm kind of laughing to myself. I'm remembering a couple years ago, they had me reporting live out of oh, the yeah, festival. And I don't know if y'all were there, but this is when it was raining all day long. And then the sun came out and it was literally like almost 100 degrees. <laughs> and I, stupid me, did not follow the forecast. Uh, I was still wearing like cold weather reindeer oh, thinking, no. oh, it's going to be a cozy afternoon there. <laughs> Such was not the case. ACL can bring anything. It sure I mean, can. Hundreds, winter-like weather, flooding rain. Look at the temperatures that we're talking about over the next few days as we approach ACL weekend one. By Saturday and Sunday, the roller coaster goes down. We're talking about highs in the 70s, some of the nicest ACL weather I can remember ever seeing. Hopefully weekend two is as nice. Let's dive into the changes. That cooler weather not here yet. Partly cloudy, 93, unseasonably hot yet again. We've seen a lot of beneficial rain and thunderstorms from Houston and Tomball, up 45 in East Texas this afternoon and evening. But those are not really successful in coming here, nor are these storms firing out near San Angelo. But obviously there's something going on. If we have all these little storms popping up across parts of the state, a huge trough of low pressure is digging into the Intermountain West. And a piece of this, combined with a cold front, bring rain and much cooler weather. Actually, two cold fronts heading our way before ACL. This evening, not much of a chance of rain. Can't rule out a little 10% chance of a shower here or there. Overnight, I think we stay dry as well as those West Texas storms fail in making it here. But tomorrow, even though it's not really a wet day, we do have a chance of rain and it starts early. 7.30 rush hour or 7 a.m. tomorrow, a couple passing showers are possible. And tomorrow, rain is a little more likely, but overall, only about a 30% chance of a couple pop-up downpours, maybe a thunderstorm through the late morning, afternoon, and evening. So if most of us still don't see rain tomorrow, when do we? Well, there's a virtual guarantee of at least periods of rain early Thursday. Here comes the cold front, which is going 
going to focus the rain along it. 3 a.m., not much of a risk of hail as it appears now. Good news after the damaging storm a week ago. But these storms really fill in along the front early Thursday morning as they move from Georgetown into Round Rock and the Austin area. Overall, it looks like a really stormy start, especially from I-35 eastward on Thursday morning. By the way, we have a nonstop weather and traffic show on CW Austin on your program guide from 7 to 9 a.m. every day. And Thursday morning, you are going to need that advice. Traffic could be a real nightmare as you're getting the kids to school. After a stormy start on Thursday, the chance of rain doesn't totally exit. Most of the heavy rain is over with by noon, but a few little remnant showers, maybe a rumble of thunder will be possible until Thursday evening when we really start to dry out. Unfortunately, the latest high resolution guidance kind of pulling some of that heavy rain out of the hill country. It is still possible that we get better amounts than what's shown here in the Austin area. We're still betting on one to two inches for many and some heavier totals from I-35 eastward of three or four inches are possible. Now we're not expecting big flooding concerns because the soil is so, so dry right now. Boy, ACL weekend one, though, not only in the 80s behind that first cold front, but in the 70s behind a dry cold front coming in late Friday night. Even better, we've removed all chance of rain Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Should be awesome out there at Zilker and the forecast trending a little cooler at the Texas OU game up in Dallas. Kickoff temperature Saturday morning at 63. Wonderful. Tonight, almost record warm overnight lows of 76. Tomorrow, just two degrees shy of a record high, hitting 96. Watch out for that 30% chance of a few storms. A virtual guarantee of at least periods of rain on Thursday, then drier and much cooler through the weekend and into early next week. Celebrating 85 years in more ways than one, how Pertinalis Electric Cooperative is honoring over eight decades of service with people who are celebrating over eight decades of life. Well, Pertinalis Electric Cooperative is celebrating 85 years of providing power to the Texas Hill Country, so they're celebrating with senior centers to host birthday parties with people who are also turning 85. So happy birthday to all those folks. Today they were in Kyle to honor those still feeling, you could say, electric even after so many decades. Today it means a lot to me and I am very blessed for my 85 years because I like to stay active, I like to be free, I like to be friendly and um, and just do things like go shopping. I just came from the casino. That's where I went for my 85th birthday, and I truly did enjoy it. And uh, I just love everybody. I love her zeal. Okay, that is awesome. PEC provided all the favors and cake to help those seniors celebrate. Happy birthday to everyone. Well, a man is setting the bar for ultra-distance athletes with a long run that's bringing him through Central Texas. Anthony Bata, a Canadian runner, is running close to 3,000 miles from Canada to Mexico oh. to raise awareness for declining monarch butterfly population. Last summer, I, I had this crazy idea. I, I heard about the monarch uh, being uh, in, a, in a fragile situation. I just saw this beautiful opportunity. The, the, the uh, monarch butterfly is the ultimate ultra distance athlete. It, uh, it covers, you know, this, this current distance that I'm doing approximately 4,500 kilometers every year. That's right, and Bata's trek is mirroring the monarch butterfly's migration pattern starting in Canada and finishing in Mexico. He left his home in Montreal on July 29th and plans to finish near Mexico City on November 1st. 
He's going to pass through Austin on Thursday or Friday, which will mark a little over two-thirds of his total journey. Our digital reporter Sam Stark spoke with the runner. Find out how the birth of the man's daughter actually sparked this international run. Well, love that motivation. Coming up tonight on KXAN at 7, it's The Voice. Then at 9, it's the premiere of Found. And then KXAN will be back with you at 10. Or you can join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 over on CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air or through your television provider.